0: listening to Inray from Control Risks, the global specialist risk consultancy. Each episode of Inray features insights from experts across the world into the most complex issues facing legal and compliance professionals today.
1: Welcome to Inray Negotiation Podcast series. I'm Christine Soon, Director of Forensic Services with Control Risks. I'm based in Singapore and look after our Southeast Asia practice. As part of my day-to-day work, I handle various the commercial disputes engagements, assisting clients in finding commercial solutions to disputes. Besides being a chartered accountant and certified fraud examiner, I'm a mediator as well. I chance upon this interesting book titled Journal on Negotiation. And guess what? I have the editor of the book with me today, Nadia Alexander, and she's my co-host for the In-Ray Negotiation Podcast series. Welcome, Nadia.
0: Thank you, Christine. Uh, Yes, negotiation has taken me around the world. It's been my passion. Uh, I've uh, been a writer, a trainer, and a negotiation coach very often. And here in Singapore, I'm director of the Singapore International Dispute Resolution Academy, which we call SIDRA for short, and professor of law at the Singapore Management University.
1: Yeah, nice meeting you, Nadia. Uh, So in this episode, We will speak about what is a good negotiated outcome. Yeah. So Nadia, when was the last time you negotiated?
0: Ah, The last time I negotiated probably would have been in relation to um, negotiating the rent on my apartment. What about you?
1: Oh, I probably like two weeks ago, I bought a dress at Boogie Street. I Mm -hmm. negotiated with the seller. So the seller wanted $50 for the dress. So I managed to build a good rapport with the seller and I got it at $35. Christine, I want to go shopping with you next time. Sure. Anytime, right? Yeah. So, so it looks like we are actually negotiator day or every day, a day to day. So, but do you agree with with me that we are not, not everyone is an expert in negotiations? Yeah. So sometimes most of the people don't actually reflect the negotiation strategy and very often the negotiation is unstructured, like, how I do it, I don't really think about what's my strategy when I negotiate for my dress.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think we all negotiate every day, so we should be in the Negotiation Olympics, actually. But mm. just because you negotiate a lot, it makes you more experienced, but not necessarily, as you say, more expert. Um, in my uh, uh, rental, should I tell you about my rental negotiation a little not bit? Not yet. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I will, well, um, my landlord... Wanted to put up the rent fifty percent, and I managed to negotiate it down to twenty five percent. But uh, I mean, basically, what I did was built on the rapport we'd had because we, we we'd already been tenants for uh, four years, and 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 basically looked at what the you know what the market rate was for an unrenovated apartment because our place is pretty unrenovated, and so I said, look, you know, I agree with you. 50% might be okay in the current market for a fully renovated place where you have to fix a b and c and renovate x y and z and if you want to do that sure i'll pay 50% i tried to stay friendly with uh with my landlord but be firm um on what the market would say uh and uh, and then my landlord is chinese and i'm not chinese uh and so i i asked a chinese friend of mine we we were n- negotiating Via, via WhatsApp, actually, which is mm. our normal way of communication. And I asked my friend to look through um, what I was sending because I didn't want to, you know, inadvertently offend my landlord. And so we tweaked a few things. And uh, anyway, at the end, it seemed to work. So 25% I thought was, was fair. I could live with that.
1: Wow, that like, sounds like a good outcome. Okay. So then, Nadia, can I just maybe explore a bit more in terms of what do you think as a Good negotiator outcome, especially uh you're a professional mediator. Yeah. So maybe share a bit more about your experience.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, as a mediator, I'm often often find myself as a negotiation coach. So people will come to mediation when their negotiations are stuck or when the negotiators, sometimes very senior corporate negotiators, when they are stuck. And so I see a lot of negotiations that work and also many that haven't worked so far. Mm. And and I think Generally speaking, what makes a good negotiated outcome is that people have their interests met, right, as much as possible. What's important for them, the priorities, their commercial and other interests met, and that they leave the negotiating table with a good working relationship as a minimum, right? The ability to pick up the phone if there's a hiccup in the implementation phase and say, hey, um, what are we going to do about this?
1: Okay. Yeah, I paused you then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear two points, two key points for a good negotiated outcome. One is the interest, or maybe we can call it a substance for the mm-hmm. outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. And the second point will be on the relationship. Right. So it looks like to achieve a good negotiated outcome, you will need a good, su- a substance that balance with good relationship. Then take back to the instance of my, the recent dress that I purchased. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, I got the substance. I achieved the price that I thought I won. Then also I built a quite good rapport with the seller, right? But guess what? Two weeks after, okay, maybe a couple of hours ago, I was like browsing through online and I realized that that I found a similar dress, okay, online on Shopee and it was only $25. So I uh, like, it's a lot cheaper. So what has gone wrong in my negotiations process that uh um, buying that particular dress. It sounds like you were really happy
0: when you did the deal, right? Yes, But I then did. subsequently you look around and saw well, you know, what what was the marketplace offering and realized you could have done better. So I mean that's really, you know, in a way that's about process and it's also about about preparation, right? So perhaps if you'd looked around you might have seen there were better deals out there. Mm. But was that your fault, right? Or was it the seller's fault? I mean, did she mm.
1: Yeah so she told me that this is the best price in town's like you can't find it anywhere else so I was convinced I trusted her ah, okay
0: yeah so sometimes i mean if you if you're feeling you know that 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 you've been a misrepresentation has been made to you for example you know that it's more than advertising it's more than a sales pitch because you developed a sense of trust uh, and because of that because of the statements she made you believed her and you went and entered into that agreement yeah there might be a sense that actually this wasn't a, she didn't negotiate fairly right mm. if it's if it's it's because you didn't do your preparation well that's one thing if it's because somebody misrepresented the situation to you yeah that comes down to process and i yeah. think a good negotiated outcome doesn't necessarily mean that everyone thinks the substantive outcome is fair but the Process has to be fair in terms that everybody feels they've had a chance to do their due diligence, right, and be heard.
1: Yeah, very often most of the parties will emphasise on the outcome. They want a fair outcome, a, a fair amount of claims and forgot about the process. Hmm. And in it comes to commercial disputes, sometimes um if you found that it's unfair, so you actually, you might spend a lot more just to undo the deal, undo the entire process. Yeah, so it looks like to achieve a good negotiated outcome, there are three key elements here, if I can draw a triangle here. So one is the substance, a substance that will balance with the relationship, a good relationship, and also um supported by a fair process of uh, in the negotiation, right? So let's, um if we put this back into a commercial dispute context. Nadia, can you share uh, with us um, your your experience, how you applied these three elements in a a negotiation?
0: Yeah, I'd be glad to. I'm I'm thinking of um, a a dispute that I mediated many years ago, and it was an intellectual property dispute. And there were three corporations uh, from multiple jurisdictions, each from a different jurisdiction. And the matter had been in the courts, for 10 years, in and out of court for 10 years. Oh, that's a long one. Yeah, it was a long time. Um, They'd been to to an expert um, appraisal, right, as an attempt to resolve it, Um, and the expert appraisal, you know, I think was very good and gave them an expert intellectual property appraisal, but they still didn't use, they weren't able to agree even with that. Then they found their way to me. And and I made it really clear that, you know, while I understand a little bit about intellectual property, I am by no means an intellectual property expert, but I can support them in their negotiations. So we all decided to give it a go. We set aside three days. Is that enough? Well, I have to say I spent three weeks preparing for mm-hmm. those three days, right? Ringing up and talking to Uh, You know, to to all of the people involved, the lawyers and the very sophisticated corporate clients. I mean, they'd been most of them had travelled the journey along these ten years. So uh, we agreed to leave the lawyers at home, but available, right, by phone, by email, etc., and bring the relevant people to the table. And that ended up being thirteen different people who flew in. It is, Uh, and we had a uh, uh, law firm set aside their space. We had a boardroom. We had uh, sort of uh, sofa, coffee rooms as well so that we could change venue. Uh, and on the, I think, second, end of the second day, we really broke the back of it. What was really interesting is, is that um, the, the clients felt safe that they could access their lawyers at any time, so there was no pressure around that. We brought the lawyers in at the very end and talked through that the agreement the agreement okay. they reached. Looks um, like that's a fair process. So the process was fair, and the lawyers could ask any questions there and then. Mm. And the rapport was good enough at the end, even though these people, you know, they really you, you could even say to some extent they had no relationship at all, or the relationship was hostile, and it was certainly frosty at the beginning. Mm. Um, that. That that at the end, that the lawyers had seven days to turn this agreement, which had 14 different issues that had to be negotiated, to turn this agreement into a legally binding contract, yes. right? So there's seven days, right, with various sets of lawyers and a lot of opportunity for this deal to come undone. So it was really important that they were on good enough terms, right, to to deal with any hiccups and there were phone calls during those te- the, during those seven days after right
1: that's a very important that's a very interesting point here you talk about building a rapport mm-hmm. so that comes to the point about a balanced relationship right so can you tell me a bit more that how do you ensure that the parties actually have a good relationship so what happened during the negotiations that they have a balanced relationship for the successful negotiation
0: well, I think I mean we used space in interesting ways. We had sort of formal discussions and then informal discussions when we broke for lunch. For example, I introduced a, a rule and got everyone to agree. I said, "Let's go to lunch. We'll eat together." Uh, and uh, but one rule: we don't talk about the dispute, mm. right? And the reason for that was to give people a break, but to also give them the opportunity to connect with one another as human beings. Now they don't need to become best friends or anything like this, but they they did know each other well. In this case, they'd known each other for 10-plus years, the vast majority of people in that room. So, you know, so that was able to sort of break the ice in different ways. Um, At one stage, we even when we had some one-on-one conversations uh, with different constellations of people, you know, we used the outdoor... A neighboring park, right? To go for a, a walk and a talk, right? So we use that space. That's an uh,
1: interesting approach. Yeah. But we talk about relationship. We talk about fair process in the entire negotiations. But now come to the core thing, mm-hmm. a matter, which is the substance. So you, you told, you told us that this is, um, uh, issues, but last for 10 years, 10 years disputes. Then, but you resolve this within three days, uh, with three weeks of preparations. So can you tell us more about the substance? How do you come up to that, to resolving the issues?
0: So if you've got an intellectual property dispute, lawyers quite properly will focus on intellectual property. If you go to an expert appraiser, that expert appraiser will, quite appropriately, focus on intellectual property. Mm. But it still wasn't getting solved. So in in a structured approach to negotiation, I always ask the question, what is this really about? What are the interests? What are your priorities? Not just legal, but what are your commercial interests? What are your financial interests? You know, what are your personal interests? What about political interests? Um, and, and often they're interconnected. And once we unpacked those, we had 14 items to discuss, one of which was intellectual property. Now, these people, they knew the dispute inside out. They knew the issues, right? They had the capacity to negotiate and they had their lawyers as backup, right? These were sophisticated negotiators, but they hadn't had the opportunity to have a structured negotiation approach where they could unpack all of the Issues. important issues
1: yes so so most of the time the parties really focus on the claims so the substance actually is not what you think it is so it is what is important am i right yeah
0: yeah so what, what are their interests it's it goes beyond the legal
1: that's right so looks like a good negotiated outcome it must be it will be, if i can form an equation here good negotiated outcomes refers to, equals to substance balance with good relationship in a, a fair negotiations process, right?
0: I think that's a fabulous mathematical equation for negotiation.
1: Yeah, that's right. And then, of course, there's a lot of preparation work that you need to do before you enter into negotiations. Yeah, so we can sum up that. Actually, we everybody do negotiations, but we may not be good as it. As we taught, okay, and negotiations is not um about compromise or horse trading, right? Negotiations is a structured way to seek a solutions in disputes. so then in the next topic, we'll talk about how to prepare for a good negotiated outcome. But before we end the podcast today, Nadia, I heard that you're involved in a lot of cross-border disputes. So I just want to get some tip from you. How do people resolve cross-border disputes nowadays?
0: Well, that's a great question. And that's exactly what we at Sidra are trying to find out. So we're conducting for the third time an international survey um, asking users, people involved in cross-border commercial disputes. How do you resolve your disputes? What mechanisms do you use? And what's your experience, positive or negative, with them? So if the listeners are are interested in in, uh, sharing their views and we'd love to hear from them, um, it would be great. How how would they get the survey?
1: You can find the survey in the next Control Risk Legal and Compliance Insights newsletter. To find out more on how we assist clients in every stage of dispute, you can visit our website or download our dispute advisory brochure on this podcast channel. Thank you. See you soon.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. And be sure to check out our other podcasts as well, such as Decrypt, the podcast making sense of the cyber and technology issues impacting business. For all our analysis and information about services we offer to organizations worldwide, visit controlrisks.com.